0: My name is angela canada
1: hey everybody my name is ray DeSantis. santos
0: and welcome to the first episode of trip to the doctors how's really? everyone doing how are you doing
1: i'm doing great how are you
0: i'm doing all right yeah so today's episode since it's the first one we don't really have any like questions yet from people or um scientifically speaking stories yeah. quite yet um so today we're gonna get You guys are going to get to know us a little bit.
1: Let's get a little into it.
0: Oh, I don't want that. (laughs) Save that for the bedroom. (laughs) Anyways, so um, we'll be asking a series of questions. We'll go back and forth, just, you know, talk a little bit about ourselves. Um, Some questions that I know that some of you may be wondering, like, why should you trust us? Why should you listen to this podcast? I guess maybe, maybe should we just start with, why did we, why did we create this podcast?
1: That is a good one. Yeah. Um, so I guess our goals for this broadcast are to spread out our experience from us applying to graduate school and being in graduate school, being in PhD programs, specifically in STEM. Uh, you get to learn all the goods and the bads about going down that route if you choose uh, that for your career. So I guess our goals are really to share the knowledge that we've learned, um, over the years and kind of give you some insider perspectives on what it's like and if this is a good fit for you.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I also want to add that, like, I think it's, I think it's fun. You know, I, I like talking to you. Hopefully you like talking to me and then we could just share our conversations with the world and answer people's questions, I guess. I feel like I do that a lot already on social media.
1: Yeah, you're pretty prolific on Future Doctor Ken.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and creating educational content is hard, especially in video format. And so I feel like this was a good way to like really be able to answer people's questions yeah in like a thorough manner because trying to trying to condense things and keep it like 90 seconds is really really difficult for me at least
1: yeah and I always feel like just personally we've had good conversations about things that we see that we could you could do differently in the academic space or you know we're always sharing different perspectives different experiences that we've had that's like damn I wish I knew that Um, so it'll be really nice in this longer form to kind of be able to expand on that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Alright, so I guess let's get started. So I guess question number one, what's your background? So like ethnicity, where are you from? How'd you grow up?
1: Yeah, yeah. You wanna you
0: wanna start it off?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um I am from originally from um central Massachusetts. I was uh, born in that area. Um, but my parents are both from Brazil. I'm going to stop saying, um, I promise. (laughs) But, uh. That's
0: that's your thing, though.
1: Yeah, it really is. And after I said, uh, I I automatically said it again. Yep. So, I am from central Massachusetts. (laughs) Um. It's gonna be a meme on this podcast. How much uh, um, I said.
0: Hopefully, you'll get better as time progresses, but uh,
1: we'll see about that.
0: I don't know. I've seen you. I've seen you practice your presentations. I'm like, all I can hear is uh.
1: Yeah, the um has stricken me. So this is also a way for me to get rid of that habit because it is a bad habit.
0: Yeah, it's a good practice. Anyways. Yeah.
1: Anyways, Brazil. I'm from. I'm I'm from uh, Central Massachusetts. I was born in the United States, but both of my parents are originally Brazilian. Um, I, I grew up in uh, the 2000s era, so I vividly remember like 9/11, which a lot of my mentees that I have right now, like they don't remember that stuff. Uh, so it makes me feel old, but. Does it
0: make you feel old that I I don't remember it? We're the same age, though. Like,
1: I don't... You don't remember (laughs) most of your childhood, though.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, no, I grew up in uh, in a really Brazilian-like household, Brazilian food. Um, My father was never, like, usually around, so it was just really me and my mother, and she worked, I'd say, 40, 50 hours a week, minimum. Uh, sometimes 80. So she worked really hard to keep us afloat. Uh, We ended up going to South Florida uh, after um, some years. And so I grew up half in Massachusetts and half in South Florida. But I just put some people in from Florida just to make it easier. Uh, But now I uh, grew up in the Fort Lauderdale area. It was very diverse, very ethnic, and uh, I I miss it a lot.
0: I also feel like you're more proud to say that you're from Florida.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do. I love a good Boston team. Uh, I love all my Boston sports, but I do love that I did grow up in Florida because it's way, way nicer. Uh, Don't let anybody from the Northeast tell you otherwise. Um, That place is not that great. (laughs) I've been been to both.
0: Takeaway, fuck the snow
1: that is very true yeah so how about you give us your side of the story
0: yeah so i'm also from a place where we say fuck the snow (laughs) i grew up in southern california so like a little bit north of downtown la in the san fernando valley (laughs) SfV, what's up
1: (laughs) california girls (laughs)
0: I am the middle of five siblings, so and you know my my dad passed away when I was young of cancer. So for most of my life, it was just my mom and my two older siblings. And we won't get into the older siblings, but you know, I I think I I think I've always been sort of a a nerdy person. So I was always just you know in sc- just focusing on school as a young kid. We never moved really. My mom, like, after my dad passed away, she moved from Connecticut to Southern California. So we bas- I basically grew up in Southern California and never moved anywhere, never had that experience of moving until graduate school, honestly. Um Yeah. I don't know. My my childhood is missing from my memory <laughs> as we've discussed. Um, but you know, people ask me things and I'll I'll talk about it, but I think for the most part, my my childhood was just mostly hanging out with my tía or my aunt, for those of you, which is um, Spanish for aunt. I don't know. Yeah. Am I I forgetting something?
1: No, I think that was a good background.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mom is, I I forgot. Yeah. So my ethnicity is, my mom is Mexican and my dad was Italian. Sicilian, to be exact. And I've actually (laughs) actually done one of those... um, Ancestry tests and I'm seventy one percent European mm. so but I still claim to be a hundred percent Hispanic. I grew up with my you know like I grew up with my mom obviously because my dad passed away, so yeah all of my upbringing was very Hispanic. We always listened to Spanish music, we had very Mexican ass parties in the backyard, yeah. <laughs> Mexican dancing. It was it was fun, I think. My mom, for being a single parent, I think my mom did a really great job of raising three at the time, three kids. Then she got you know remarried and then had my younger brother and sister. But that's that's hers. That's her story, not mine.
1: Yeah, this uh, intro has been brought to you by amazing mothers. Seriously,
0: (laughs) wonder women. (laughs)
1: So yeah. What's the next uh, question? I All
0: right, so next question. What were you like in grade school? Were you always nerdy?
1: Oh, grade school. Grade school is interesting. Uh, so I moved to uh, South Florida when I was like around in middle school. So like seventh grade. And I had some trouble making friends initially. I wasn't super, super nerdy, but I was kind of like shy and to myself, kept to myself. Um, and just was trying to make friends, but uh that didn't work for the first or so half year because I was just a new kid. I didn't know anybody. Everybody knew each other because you know, Florida's middle school was 6 through 8, while well, Massachusetts is 7 through 8. So I left m- elementary school to go to middle school.
0: 7 through 8. So what's grade school is.
1: Uh, elementary six? school is uh kindergarten to sixth grade in Massachusetts, or that's how it was when I was there, but yeah, so I moved there to a new middle school, and that was my first time in middle school, and I wasn't super, super nerdy. Um, I did eventually end up making friends, and, you know, that was a good time. I got into, like, a couple fights when I was in middle school, because, you know, South Florida. You got to defend yourself sometimes and, uh, yeah, no, most of them are very stupid and I don't advise uh, fighting anybody, but, <laughs> but you know, shit happens when it's you're a, young. It's
0: a great thing to say.
1: Yeah. No fighting, no <laughs> application for fighting, but yeah, it was a uh, great school. It's cool. I, uh, was, I did not really, I wasn't really into school that much when I got to high school. I pretty much did what I needed to do. And that was the bare minimum that I did. I didn't really care. Um I knew that I was going to go to college at some point, but I wasn't one of those people that were like preparing since I was young. You know? So I initially was like, my plans were to go to college for criminal justice. Cause I really wanted to be a U.S. marshal. And I just, saw the U S Marshall like show on TV and I thought it was really cool. So I kind of wanted to dedicate myself to that, but I grew up a little bit and ended up seeing that it's really difficult to do that. So I pivoted to engineering because when I was in high school, I took an engineering or I took a physics class uh, with the teacher, Mr. Tabachinsky shout out that boy, Tabby cat. He, uh, (laughs) he had a really cool way of teaching physics. He pretty much just let us do what we wanted until we needed help, and then we could ask him. And I really enjoyed the part of solving those problems by myself, which shifted me towards uh, pursuing engineering at a later time.
0: Yeah, my story is very different.
1: <laughs>
0: I was super nerdy, basically. Well, I guess I still am. I'm a friggin' scientist, I guess, whatever. But I don't consider myself nerdy, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah I sure was Super duper nerdy. Like I didn't even say my first curse word until ninth grade. That's how nerdy I was. I used to like, um, when my my older sister used to cuss. I used to be like, oh, you can't say that. Even when there was no adults around, I'd be like, you can't say that. That's a bad word. Like that's the kind of kid you were, that I was.
1: Curse cop. Like
0: a curse cop. <laughs> a curse cop. <laughs> I've never heard that You're before. You're the language. Yeah, yeah, that was me, one hundred percent and i wasn't like super social like i think i was i was really socially awkward like i had like i think for the majority of um like first through fifth grade or whatever i had one friend one like really close friend uh for middle school i had a small group of friends and then <laughs> and then something happened and then i feel like this happens to me a lot where like my friends of the time something happens and they just like stop talking to me and I'll have to like find another group of friends. So in the case of like middle school, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but so like I had this group of friends. We had known each other since elementary school. We didn't really hang out in elementary school though, but I had this group of friends and this one girl who she thought she was hot shit, bro. Like she, and this is middle school. Like nobody's hot shit in middle school. Really? Like get over yourself. But she thought she was hot shit just because she was like, you know, back then you had to be super thin, no curves, to like be hot because that's what it was in back then. Mm. And she was, she was super thin. So um, she made she made a rule of the group: if you don't hang out with this group three, like twice in one week, then you're kicked out of the group.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, you had to like clock in to the group. <laughs>
0: She she made a yeah she made like a quota like twice like two times without us and you're out bro
1: You got to ask somebody for all the time
0: Yeah And so like and so like at the t- at the time it was like the beginning it was like sixth grade beginning middle, middle school and so I like started hanging out with these this other group of girls small group like three or two or three girls every you know couple of days or whatever and I didn't realize that she was she wasn't joking about that rule, and I guess I had hung out with the other girls three times that week.
1: You should have given a two week notice, babe. That's okay, professional but, development.
0: Okay, this but this is middle school me, right? <laughs> like super shy, very like I didn't used to talk as much. Very shy, didn't curse, like just super people pleaser, really. And so, like, she told me this, and, like, the rest of the girls that were in that group were just sitting there, like, kind of just going along with what she said. Wow. And and I remember this, I remember this specifically because I was just kind of like, what am I, who am I going to hang out with? What do you, like, what? Like, the other girls that I would hang out with, it was only when, like, the, like, it wasn't like we were hanging out all the time. Just, like. Oh, you know right right after class, we just kept talking or whatever.
1: they survived house. Yes.
0: No, it was so embarrassing, so I literally forced myself into a group. It was so awkward. Oh, I cringe at this every once in a while, still, this was sixth grade, so basically this happened right? She's like, you can't you know, basically you're not friends with us anymore, and I literally turned her out and i and I was so like flustered and like. What the fuck do I do? But I just, like, turned around and was like, fine. And there was this one girl sitting down on the table behind us that I knew from class. Not like friends knew. Just, like, talked to once. And I was like, hey, Cynthia. And I just, like, sat down. <laughs> and her and the rest of the people at the table were like, "What the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> that's so true.
0: So cringe. Like, that's- I think about it and I'm like, oh, poor Angela. Like, that's so Um,
1: yeah that's such a
0: cringy awkward moment so so like that's the kind of that's the kind of person that i was back then like very just like awkward socially awkward couldn't make friends easily um and then it got to a point when i started playing softball too like um anytime i would have a friend they wouldn't be my friends anymore they would become my older sister's friends so like i like if i think back on anything below undergrad most of the time they weren't my friends they were my sister's friends and that no we don't have to get into like why that is but basically yeah and have a lot of friends and then and then we get to high school and i'm still you know this super like reserved person this super nerdy person and my uh, older sister's trying to influence me to like be more out there and i finally did uh, i guess I don't know, I I I don't know, I hit a breaking point once, and I finally was just like, fuck fuck everyone anyways, no one's gonna like the way that I am, so whatever, and I finally just like relaxed, and like became less socially awkward, yeah, I remember the moment that that happened too, but that, I don't think that I'm comfortable talking about that anyways, so we don't have to get into that, but yeah, at, at high school, I started, you know, being less socially awkward, drinking more a little bit. Yeah. Doing high schooly things. I like said you're... my first curse word in the ninth grade.
1: Nice. You feel like you fell into yourself at that point?
0: No, no. I don't think I really fell into myself until undergrad. Um, I think at that time I was just blending in to survive. At that point, like I was, I think most of my life I was in a pretty dark place. So at you know at that point it was like. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> myself, or I'm going to do no matter what it takes to fit in. And so I did no matter what it takes to fit in. And that's what I did. Um, but it wasn't it yet. So it wasn't until undergrad that I really got to, like, my, uh, my own. And I, th- I honestly attribute that to the sorority. Um, so I joined LAMP, Sigma, Gamma, Multicultural Sorority, you say, what's up? Yeah. Um. In undergrad, my freshman year, and I think that that really woke me up. Is like, dude, back. So back then I was skinnier. So like, I look at myself back then. and I was like, damn, yeah, I was pretty hot, you know. But back then I didn't feel that way. But the the sorority helped me feel more confident. You know, like I had girls that were actually complimenting me, and I that I don't think I think that was probably the first time ever that I've been complimented. Um, <clears throat> and so. I finally started, like, coming into my own in undergrad because of the sorority and because going out and, you know, doing these outreach events and hanging out with people all the time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, always nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, in conclusion, always nerdy. There we
1: go. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. Yeah. So,
0: what are your hobbies and interests?
1: Yeah. So, my... Hobbies and interests, it's, um, you gotta, you gotta really balance it with the PhD while it's going on, but currently my hobbies are playing chess, watching YouTube, and I'd say going to the gym, most likely, and I try to make that a typical hobby that I do so I can stay in shape. But it is difficult when you got lower energy after a long day. Critical thinking does take it out of you a lot. So, but that that's also just excuses, and that I also tell myself to make me feel better. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I got I really got into chess um, not too long ago. Uh, it's really been big the last few years, and that's most likely due to shows like The uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix that really popularized trust. How did
0: did you get into it, though? Because I know that you haven't watched Queen's Gambit. We need to watch Queen's Gambit. I have
1: watched Queen's Gambit. You have? Yeah, I have. Yeah.
0: I thought you were saying that we need to watch it together or something.
1: Yeah, I said we need to watch it together. (laughs) I never said.
0: I thought that that meant that you hadn't seen it and it was going to be like our show. Now, I feel less inclined to want to watch it. Wow.
1: Well, you should you just watch it, and you and you you should watch it if you're into chess.
0: So, is that how you got into it because of Queen's Gambit?
1: No, I I got into chess because of streaming on YouTube, or not streaming, but videos that content creators posted on YouTube, specifically Goblin Chess and other YouTube channels that make chess content. They make it interesting and engaging for the most part. And you are able to learn certain aspects of chess. It's a very deep game. So there's a lot to it. And that's pretty fun, you know, for me. But other than that, my hobbies used to be before that was honestly just playing video games. I used to love playing video games. Now I don't get as much enjoyment out of them for various reasons. Mostly a waste of time because it's a waste of time.
0: No, I think it's because your Xbox. Xbox
1: broke. Well, yeah, it did break. And that made it a little harder for me to play. But yeah, it is... It I did feel like it was becoming a waste of time. I and mean, especially, like, you come home... And I used to play this game called Rocket League a lot. And Rocket League is very sweaty, very competitive. You have to be on top of it. You need to practice to be good. And if you're not practicing, then you're not improving. Right? And... Uh-huh. I just found out, like, I just wasn't having that much fun with Rocket League anymore, so transitioned to something else. Now I'm way happier getting smacked at chess than getting smacked at Rocket League. It's way less intense.
0: I also want to reiterate for the listeners, when he says he has a hobby, he means he has an obsession. Because you really go in on your quote-unquote hobbies. But when you started playing chess, we couldn't have a conversation. Literally, I would be talking to you and I'd be like, Can I turn it? You're on your phone, I'm like, What are you doing?
1: Well when you're playing a and you, timed you game you
0: didn't even hear me ask you, what are you doing?
1: When you're playing a timed game, it's a finite time okay, I had to learn all the, hard the way. time though. I, no, not all the time. Mm-hmm. I stopped recently. So you haven't done that with me in a while.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got so I play
1: so I play chess on the treadmill now. Which <laughs> Which is, has improved greatly. I just play five minutes games, and then the treadmill workout goes by like it's nothing. It's amazing. So yeah, I learned not to play chess during the day because it really does take a good chunk of your day. Like ten minutes is not insignificant. You know, you can do something in ten minutes. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I can get something done in ten minutes. So I just kind of switched You're it up. You're normie. yeah you always call me a normie whatever he's
0: a normie guys (laughs) he has a uh he does not have a neurodivergent brain he has a neurotypical brain so he's a normie
1: shout out my neurotypicals out there
0: (laughs) we wouldn't get along if we didn't have trauma (laughs) Because you being such a normie sometimes
1: oh are, yeah. It's difficult. I'd just be polite, SpongeBob, if nothing happened to me. Yeah. Hey, how are ya? Oof. <laughs> no. Do hey, how are ya? You doing alright? What'd you get on homework last night? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, but
0: like, even when you played Rocket League, you were always. To be fair, though, we didn't live together at that time, so you the right. Like, Used all of your downtime to play Rocket League. Exactly. Yeah. Now that we live together, I think hang out when we can. I guess because I we both work a lot.
1: Yeah, the living with uh, your partner was interesting when we first moved in because it's like you're both working uh, most of the time, and for the most part, me and Angela have the same work schedule, so we come home at similar times, and then, you know we come home and there's only so much time to.
0: Go to the gym,
1: do your do the dishes, go grocery shopping if you have to. And so you only end up like you get home at like five or six, you only end up hanging out from like nine to ten thirty before it's that time.
0: Yeah. And you go to sleep early, so Yeah. Really it's like forty five minutes in. It night, babe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not staying up. I'm tired. <laughs>
0: And then you also wake up early. Like, I think that was really difficult for me at first was, like, be- because you woke up early and you left earlier than me and then I would get home later than you. Like, because of our, at that time, I was a little bit more busy than I am now. And um, I think that was difficult for me because it was like, dude, I never see you.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: like, we live together. How is, how?
1: Yeah. How are you? <laughs>
0: Like, oh, hey, we share a bed?
1: Yeah. What have you been doing lately? (laughs) I don't know. Living? (laughs) Playing chess. Barely? That's me. Barely living?
0: Yeah, I think that was another thing that we struggled with, was my depression was just so bad up until, like, not too long ago. So navigating that was, I think, Difficult for both of us.
1: Yeah, you're much better now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've
0: been depressed most of my life, I think. So like, being not depressed—I mean, there's still like moments—but being not depressed is weird for me. So it's like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, my hobbies and interests—I don't—I don't feel like I have any. <laughs> Back to the question. I feel like you do um what do i do social media
1: yeah you do content creation already
0: yeah i do i I really enjoy that it's a lot of fun making the videos and coming up with stuff as i mean lately i haven't been super interested in coming up with things because the algorithm is really favoring right now original content so like original audios and stuff which means you have to like for the stuff that I create, you'd have to create skits or do some sort of talking. And then like, I don't have time to create a skit
1: at this point. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I understand. It is. It definitely is time-consuming. So while I play chess, you are also editing your videos. Mm-hmm. And I can hear it in like the background and so. stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I have the little... Earpods, so yeah, I don't I do it as much. I haven't
1: heard a loop of a video <laughs> the same
0: song for like thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. or the same audio joke for like fifteen minutes.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but before I started creating content, I would just fill all of my time. Like I was so toxic, I would fill all of my time with work, analyze data, work on something, or just doom scroll. <clears throat> like, I I don't feel like I really had hobbies. And I think I attribute that to, you know, growing up, I didn't really get to choose what I did with my free time. So, yeah, as an adult, it's difficult for me to find something that I want to do because I don't, I don't know what i want to do.
1: It's also really difficult to start hobbies while you're so busy in grad school. I feel like once we finish here, it'll be a lot easier to figure out what you enjoy to do in your downtime and then actually apply the funds to do it.
0: For sure. Yeah. And that's also why I wanted to start this podcast because like I feel like this this is something that I enjoy. I like I like talking to people, sort of helping them out at the same time and and it's a hobby, you know? You'll record, um and post it on social media in different um clips to get attention and Yeah. Mm-hmm. To gain interest, and not get attention.
1: Yeah. Well, this was a fun medium to start with, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you agreed. I'm, I'm happy that that you're willing to, you know. Mm-hmm. I felt in like my past relationships that wouldn't have been a thing that they would be interested. In. They would be like, "What? The f- that's weird." Mm-hmm. No, toxic. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> so we're not getting into that at this episode. <laughs> Next question. Um, Did you always want to be a scientist? If not, what did you want to be and why? I think I'll start this one. Sure. So, I went through phases. The first thing I remember ever wanting to be was a chef. But not really a chef. I did really like the white hat. But, (laughs) actually, we have one. I I should open it and put it on.
1: Yeah, you should definitely put it on. I'm back. And now we're back with Chef Angela.
0: So, I first wanted to be a chef. Um, and that lasted for a brief five minutes, so, whoop, no, I'll keep the hat on for the rest of the episode, but, (laughs) so yeah, I wanted to be a chef for a brief period, but I think, I think I just didn't know that chef and baker were different, so I wanted to be a baker. I used to bake all the time, cookies, brownies, cakes, um, and then one time, my first time ever messing up a recipe, I put too much cinnamon. And I just got ridiculed, ridiculed by, um, my stepdad at the time. Hmm. And he just really put, and I have, you know, like, I have a thing about being bullied or put down for stuff. And so I would just drop it. And so after that, I was like, I never want to feel this feeling again. I'm never baking again. And so I stopped baking. Oh no. Um, spoiler alert. A lot of my stories in that way. Anyways. So I moved on from wanting to be a chef to um, wanting to be like a singer, songwriter, dancer. Then I moved on to wanting to be like a singer, songwriter, dancer type of person because um, as kids, me and my older sister, we were in, we did ballet, hip hop, and I can't remember, another type of dance. So I wanted to do that. And so I used to write songs in my notebook. I used to you know, practice singing, how we were in, I was in choir since like the third grade, which I forgot to mention, but what was I like in grade school? Another super nerdy thing I did, I was in choir up until seventh grade. So yeah, I like really wanted to be famous, I think, at that point in time. Um, I think I still sort of do, like I think that that's why a little bit I wanted to start social media, not because I'm like anxious for being famous. But I just think that's like what childhood me has kind of wanted, you know, not in that like I'm seeking attention, just so like I want to share my creativity type of thing. But then, so all the songs that I had written were in like a single notebook and then those were found and then Zip Zop got made fun of. So stopped doing those. Then um, I did my first ever experiment, like at home experiment it was like a lemon Clock experiment that they sell you at those scholastic book fairs, and from then on, I was like, science is pretty cool, yeah. and that's when I decided to do science. And I think that was like fifth grade is when I got interested in science.
1: Nice, yeah, and you carried you followed through for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that small spark of interest in science um, sort of led me into paths that drove me to a PhD. We can get into that in another um, like. In another way, but yeah, that's how I sort of got into science, was lemon cluck experiment. Yeah. Super cool. I was like, oh, it turns on with just a lemon, Holy! and I didn't cut it at the time. Wow. Just, wow. Just, yeah. yeah, so you're, you're trying to answer.
1: Yeah, so I feel like I got into this a little bit in my grade school question, but before I wanted to be a scientist... Um, I wanted to be, or let me throw it all the way back. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a photographer, and that was because I was really into Spider Man, and Spider Man was a photographer, and so that was my career plan until I was about seven. Then after that, I started watching the U.S. Marshal show. I saw they did they did really cool work there. It was a bit of an exaggeration because it was TV. The job was actually very different, but. I was, I had my heart set on that for a while until I got to college and I kind of learned some more about it. And then I pivoted to mechanical engineering. And so my, my undergrad was in engineering and mechanical engineering specifically. And that was great. I mean, that was because of my story of me being in physics and I was kind of good at it. So um, actually, when I was in physics, um, our professor or our teacher, he would um, give us assignments for us to work on during class, and I really enjoyed doing them by myself. So I would sit in the corner, do the read the textbook, do it by myself, and usually get the answer right. And most people would also just mess around in that class; they didn't really care about it because it was high school, and I was I was on the football team, so I was. You know, pretty, not popular, but most people knew me. I'm also a very large person, so it's kind of hard to miss me in the class full of other, you know, younger kids. So everybody would, or a lot of people would copy off of my work. And I found it very funny one time when I got some, a question, uh, got I got a question incredibly wrong, like really fucked it up. And brought it to the teacher, and he said no. And so everybody else had to like show it to the teacher, and then they, he would say, this is wrong. And this happened to about 10 or 11 people. And I just thought it was funny that I caused this chain reaction. Because usually it just went by smoothly, but this time around, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I got into engineering, enjoyed that stayed in the engineering realm and now I'm here in school
0: Very nice. Cool. Next question. Worst first date or worst date ever story? Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I can go first on that. Okay. So I feel like my, my first date story is not super interesting. Like I've had nothing bad happen to me.
0: Yeah. So then worst date ever then.
1: Yeah, my worst date ever was with this girl I matched with on Tinder when I still lived in South Florida, and nothing was wrong with her. She was pretty attractive for as far as Tinder goes, and
0: as far as as far as, as
1: far as Tinder goes, she was <laughs> she was a she was a solid Tinder nine. I'll say.
0: I don't yeah. know what that means, but okay.
1: One, one out of ten. Are,
0: some listeners will know.
1: Yeah. She was, it's because I was
0: never on Tinder, so like, I don't know what true, that means. That's
1: true, that's true. Well, no, she's, uh, she was okay with me. Like, it. Would, I would talk to her no matter what. Yeah.
0: Tinder 9, if you're out there, congratulations. <laughs> you got a 9.
1: Congrats. So, <laughs> so I... Wait, wait, hold on,
0: hold on. What am I? If I was you? on Tinder, what am I?
1: You're not Six? You're the, you're the whole are the whole Shut up. Thing. <laughs> you're the you're the reason why I get express delivery on Amazon. That that would be your package. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your package there.
0: Okay, you wouldn't know that from Tinder though. You'd be, you know you'd just be like, mm, left.
1: <laughs> Listen, I need this picture right now. You know she's cute. She's got a chef hat. What is she gonna cook? What? Oh damn! I want more.
0: she don't. <laughs> 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 he does cooking you guys <laughs> most of it we both yeah he used to You used to do most of it now we share that's true now that my depression is better i actually do things so anyways,
1: anyways. yeah i went on this date and me and this girl just weren't compatible at all we uh had very yeah, boring conversation she was really enthusiastic about meeting up it was just we matched and it was like she actually asked me, "Hey, what do you want to go get wings with me?" And I was like, "Okay." And I took I took my happy ass down to Hollywood, Florida, which is like a forty minute drive for me. And we had the lamest date ever been on. So, but at least the wings were okay. The drinks were too overpriced. So that's definitely the worst. That's story. fair. That's definitely the worst.
0: Yeah, and I think I told you this last time that you told me the story, but that's. That's not that bad.
1: No, it's not. Just
0: it's just a lame date is what it is. It was so super you're lame. very blessed. Yeah. My worst date <laughs> it's actually it was the first date of my first long term boyfriend. We went to the movies and I guess he was I guess he was nervous or something. Um, to like for it to just be us two. So like I he he texted me like an hour before the date and was like, Hey, is it cool if This person and this person come, which were, he was in the, he was on the football team in high school. This was high school. Uh, and, and I was like, sure. Cause like, what am I going to say? He was like, is it cool if they come? Like I'm supposed to give them a ride home. So like, they're just going to come with us and I'm going to drop them off after. And I was like, sure. Like, but when I said sure, I thought that that meant like, okay, we were going to go our separate ways when we got to the movie theater. I don't really know those guys super well yet, at least, because I had just met them. And so we go, whatever, we go to the movies, we all like get our movie ticket and um, him and I, we go our separate ways. So we go, we, were, we went to go watch Paranormal Activity. I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down, at, we're both sitting down at Paranormal Activity. It's like five minutes into the movie and he's getting messages and messages on his phone. And he's like, I'll be right back and I was like what the fuck okay and so he leaves i'm i literally watched almost the entire movie by myself i was like about to get up and leave cuz i was like dude i just got like ditched like i just got you know left yeah. he comes back in there's 10 minutes of the movie left he comes back in he's like i'm so sorry like they were just asking you know they were just like being idiots or whatever they they apparently didn't have money for the movie and didn't tell us at, before we all went inside. So they were trying to like sneak into a they, were, they snuck in. Then got caught and got kicked out. And were trying to sneak back in but couldn't. So they called him. We're like, hey, let us in through the back door. I found out later, not even that night, that when he went to go let them in, they stopped to smoke a joint real quick. <laughs> and then he came back and he was high as fuck. And there was only 10 minutes left of the movie, and then that was it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible day.
0: Yeah. And I somehow ended up with that guy for four years.
1: There you go. We learned from mistakes here.
0: There's a lot of mistakes in that relationship. <laughs> Lots.
1: Let's move on.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was my worst date. It was just super awkward. Like, how do you just let your, your bros take over your date, like, this is super yeah, weird, is super right. weird. Anyways, um, next question, how did we meet? Oh, I like the way that you tell the story.
1: You like it when I tell the story? I do, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll tell the story. So, me and Angela, we were both, uh, in research, so we both started off in, um, like, research programs, so those programs encouraged us to, apply to these types of internships. They're called research experiences for undergraduates or shortened to REUs. And those are really great resources that you should look into. And most definitely we'll talk more about it on here. But this specific REU was in Colorado Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, University of Colorado. Shout
0: out Smarties.
1: Shout out to 2018 Smarties. Anybody listening here, we love you all. Um, but yeah, no, we met in there and we were both in separate relationships at the time. Mm-hmm. And so nothing really happened there. Uh, we were both pretty faithful to our respective partners. Yeah. So we kind of went our separate ways, but.
0: It was, you know, I w- I'll say, it was, I, I want to also mention, though, that it was, like, a super fun summer. Like, our cohort got super close. We partied a lot. Like, we all became really close friends, and not just for the summer. It was, like, we're still pretty close friends, but, like, there's groups of us that are still really close. So him and I had been, you know, good friends since then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Continue. Those people were uh, great, and we still love them until this day. But... We left that REU. We were, we went back to our undergrads and finished our bachelor's degree, and it was time to apply to graduate school. And so Angela had applied to the program here in Cincinnati, and because she had done a other, another REU here, and that was an option for her. And I was not really Cincinnati was not in my radar at all to come here. And I had actually applied to seven different schools, and those were the only seven schools I applied to. I went to a conference and got a random email from the Cincinnati Biomedical Engineering Program recruiter, and they invited me for an interview for from happenstance. Went to the interview, that one okay. You know, asked Angela for her opinion on the city, and you know, at one the time, thing led to another. at the
0: time, at the time, I was a. A first year PhD student. So I was like, yeah, this place is great. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah.
1: So that's how I ended up here. And then we got together shortly after that because we both separated with our original partners. And that was great. It's been a great time since then.
0: Yeah. So we had hung out as friends since you came here. Yeah. Uh, We even had statistics together, and I think that I think we had like small moments of like, oh, you're pretty dope, like, doper than I remember, sort of conversations, like deep conversations, you know, faithful to our partner. So it was like never, it was never really anything. Um, And then when I finally started dating again after my relationship ended, because you had been single for a while when you, you had been single when you came to graduate school,
1: yeah, before, I got to yeah,
0: and so. Like I was, and then I was single for a while, and then I, when I finally just started dating again, I went on Bumble. I like pulling this part of the story. <laughs> I went on Bumble. I was like, "It's for COVID. There is no other way to meet people, so I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna make myself a Bumble. I made a Bumble. Now I was talking to some guys, but it's really vanilla out there. Literally, um, it's really v- vanilla in Cincinnati for my particular taste. She um,
1: looks a bit tired.
0: I do tahin on fruit um and I actually came across his profile on mumble and I was like "Ooh, I'm I'm gonna swipe right because it's funny you know like at first I thought it was just like haha funny because like we were friends it it didn't really cross my mind I swiped right and I messaged him I was like I ran it haha swiped right on you blah, blah blah and then a few days later you just ran into my profile and you were like, swipe right too, ha ha ha. But it was just a joke at that point. And then, um, and then it started occurring to me that, you know, that m- we should date when your friends from a few of the engineering, um, program people were like, what about you and Ray? And like, at first they told me that I was like, no I'm not like we're just friends I just, it's whatever and then I would tell them the bumble story and they're like that's so cute and I'm like it's just a joke and then I was complaining about how awful bumble is in this city
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: for my particular you know seasoning um and <laughs> he re- replied to my story of me complaining about bumble and was like get yourself a ray I have this conversation stated cuz I love this conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like and I sent the like side eye emoji like ooh. <laughs>
1: that was the risky text.
0: Yep. And then and then you sent a a a gif or a gif whatever of like you like sh- shooting a basketball, right? So like mm-hmm. shooting you're like I'm going to shoot my shot and you sent that. And then I sent a gif back it was like slam dunk. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I remember
0: that. Yeah. And then after that we just yeah,
1: you know we'll we set we out. set
0: a, we set a date and then yeah we had a date, we had a date.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Our first date didn't end up until like maybe a, couple, a month or a couple months after that cuz shit happened but yeah. yeah. shit in my life happened. So I was like, "Oh, not right now." But yeah, we did end up finally going on a real date. It was nice and it was it was to the zoo lights zoo lights I was like something lights yeah yeah the zoo lights also if you've never been to Cincinnati the zoo is really good
1: it is rest in peace around there
0: all right next question (laughs) oh wait no that was the last question I already answered the number seven and said why are we starting a podcast and what we hope to give to our listeners okay yeah
1: so let's wrap up this podcast then
0: yeah, so I guess we can do, like, one Q&A that's related to the topic of today. Sure. So, now it's time for our segment, Trip to the Doctors. This is a segment where we get questions from our, our listeners and answer them as KC candidates. We're doctors.
1: We're future,
0: future doctors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll answer a question then that's related to today's topic, which is meet your hosts. So question number one, how do you support each other through a PhD, both being so busy?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. I would say it's very um. dependent on who you're with and you know the needs that they have that you should be bringing to the table to address and then it's always a give and take vice versa it's not just one person supporting one it has to go both ways so i feel like for us supporting each other is for me at least i like to come home and then having you be here or not be here it doesn't really matter but i really do like it when you come home and you're in a good mood and You know, we can talk about each other's day and, you know, I mean, things are things are shitty sometimes and shit happens. But, you know, for the most part, I like to be optimistic. And I feel like you know this about me out. And so
0: you're the optimist in the relationship and I am the realist slash nihilist.
1: Definitely the nihilist part. But um, that's that's kind of been a need that I've learned about myself, too. So Ben I definitely feel like you've stepped up to the plate in that aspect. Yeah. And I definitely feel like supported. And then other than that, just being able to listen to your partner and actually listen to what they need versus what you think they need and all these other things. Yeah, I feel like that really was helpful.
0: I feel like that was really difficult for like for you at first. Um, cause I, th- I feel like it, in the beginning when we, you know, first, like when, when we started to merge our lives, it was difficult for you to like, not assume what I needed Yeah, But I think now, now that we've sort of accustomed to each other, it's, it's a lot easier and we sort of play off of each other's like, you know, you're, you know, you're going through a bunch of deadlines right now. Let me pick up the, pick up the, the pace or the, you know, well, slack, there you go, sorry. And vice versa, right? Like, when you're having your things, I'm like, okay, let me cook dinner. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of how we support each other. And I think the biggest thing is through understanding, right? Like, it's really great that both of us <clears throat> are doing our PhDs because we understand.
1: Yeah, you understand each other's workload. And yeah. And you, know, you know exactly what that person is going through. Not to say that you shouldn't date people outside of your program, but you it helps to know that that person is doing very similar hard critical thinking work, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, and our last question, let's see, how do you how do you both detune from the life routine? I don't know if detune is the word that she was looking for, but
1: I think maybe she meant decompress.
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: How do you decompress from the what?
0: The life routine.
1: How do you decompress from the life routine? Um i would kind of disagree with that i feel like i do very well in a routine like during the weekdays when i'm going to work from like eight to four 35, i'm coming back home going to the gym doing a little bit of house chores and then unwinding at night unless i have something else pressing me to do and so i feel like that routine kind of just helps me stay focused but Other than that, decompressing looks like going on a trip or maybe doing something together or something out of the ordinary, like uh, dinner out. It usually helps me to kind of stay committed to the routine.
0: Yeah, my... I feel like the thing that works best for me to, like, decompress, detach, to, like, really actually relax is going on a trip for some reason. Mm -hmm. Traveling, getting out of my environment really, like, makes me, I, I come back refreshed. Versus if I'm trying to relax here at home or trying to relax by doing, you know, meditation or some bullshit, then it doesn't really work for me. I have to do something outside of work and sometimes that even looks like going out to party honestly I think that's decompressing for me even if it makes me a little tired the next day I think that letting off steam for me also works well and it's especially especially works well (laughs) when we both go
1: out yeah I always dread going out but I always enjoy when I go out
0: yeah me too it's like damn I have to use all this energy to do that. And then I go home like, yeah, this is fun.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that concludes our first episode of the trips of the doctors. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast today and we hope to see you for the, to the next episode when we do some more Q and A's answering your questions that you asked future Dr. Cam on Instagram.
0: Yeah. So if you have questions to ask, navigate over to our Instagram at Trip to the Doctor's podcast, go ahead and send us some DMs or comment on some of our stuff with some questions you may have, and we'll look we'll look those over. Um, please leave us a review, five stars, a nice review. Maybe we'll read some reviews every once in a while,
1: absolutely,
0: um, so that other people can find us. And we hope that you enjoyed episode one. See you next week.
1: See you guys.